0: What's good, what's good, party people? Welcome to Candid Conversations. I am your host, Candia Johnson, a woman on a mission to help you show up and speak up anyway despite dealing with fear, uncertainty, or self-doubt. Tis the season to reflect and reframe your present and release new or enhanced intentions into the universe for 2022. But real talk, y'all, I'm not here for this whole new year resolution talk anymore. I'm not here for the whole new year, new you. It can be new year, same you. And that's okay. Keep showing up for yourself. This new belief has been brewing for quite some time. (laughs) If you go back through the Candid Conversations of 2021 vault of episodes I did a episode about what we get wrong, about vision, planning, parties and goal setting and all the things that we typically do around this time of year. Now, I am in a very reflective space at the end of the year or the beginning of the new year as well. But a few days ago, I came across an article in The Cut. It's an online publication. I believe The Cut is a print uh, publication as well. So the article entitled The Death of the New Year's Resolution. Shout out to the author, Annalise Griffin, for this insightful read. She did an amazing job of summing up how I've been feeling for quite some time. So she says, the problem with most resolutions, like vowing to lose weight or be more productive, is they're usually formulated as a task That whispers to us that we're not good enough as we are, that we need to strive to be better. There's no pleasurable sense of growth in the journey, only a mandate to fix ourselves. They make us feel shitty without delivering us any useful insight into what we've learned, what our strengths are, or what could make our lives feel more meaningful. End quote. Shout out again to Annalise. Annalise, I feel like we need to go to the happy hour and talk about this. She also says resolutions as we know them force us to conform to a calendar rather than spring forth from organic cycles of change. Might drop moment. So can we just take the pressure off ourselves for new year resolutions and just reflect, refine, and release to make our lives more meaningful? So for me... When you talk about reflecting, reflecting comes down to developing a deeper level of self awareness. Self awareness is the first step to enhancing all areas of your life. I don't care if you're trying to lose 50 pounds, strengthen your relationship with your boo thing, your husband, your wife, your significant other, or grow a million dollar business. It starts with taking an assessment of your habits, it starts with being aware of your BS. If you're new to the Candid Conversations podcast, your BS is your belief system, okay? It's your lies and excuses you tell yourself for why something can't happen. It's your feelings, thoughts, and behaviors that are no longer serving you. (laughs) So it's looking at where you want to be, but then it's realizing how you're showing up in these streets, how you are showing up in the workplace, how you are showing up in your friendships, how are you showing up in your community, and who's showing up for you. And so today... I wanna share some questions to help you reflect on this year and plan for an unstoppable 2022. But let me be clear, unstoppable doesn't mean you're planning for a year without failure or challenges. Unstoppable simply means you're going to show up for yourself despite these things happening. (laughs) So the other day, someone asked me, uh, she said, Candia, did you have a good or bad year? My life is far from perfect, but I've shifted from calling things bad to calling things challenging. Sometimes I'll say things are a work in progress because on the one hand, you really never know what's bad. Sometimes tough times shape you into stepping into that next best version of yourself. Sometimes the tough times helps you to figure out your boundaries, things you don't like, or your core values. Another perspective is sometimes when we label our experiences as bad, we limit the perspectives and opportunities that we can learn from them or that we can create from them. I came across an interesting quote by Ludwig Wittgenstein. I'm probably chopping up this man's name, okay? But y'all get the point, charge it to my heart. I love this quote, the limits of my language mean the limits of my world. Because it reminds me to be very mindful of how I label things. Sometimes when you label things, you limit opportunities that we can learn from them. And so as I plan to share some reflective questions for you today, I encourage you to embrace the power of reframing as you reflect. Reframing, and I talk about this a lot on Candid Conversations, Reframing is looking at things differently and using better or I should say more effective language to describe your circumstances. Oftentimes, though, people, when we think about reframing, they think that it's just simply finding the positive in everything. Nah, that's toxic positivity. Okay, I'm over that too. (laughs) The thing is, I don't believe that reframing simply is turning a negative into a positive statement. Because sometimes things ain't positive. That's just what it is. How can I tell a person who's had significant loss this year? Oh, find the positive. Maybe they're just not there yet. I think we rush to find the good. And sometimes you need to just sit with those feelings. Always emphasizing that people find the and something, that's toxic positivity. So when it comes to reframing, you can shift a challenging experience into a positive experience but you can also shift a challenging experience into a neutral experience. A neutral zone, as I'd like to call it, means learning how to remove judgment from some of the things that you are saying to yourself about yourself or others. Another way that you can look at reframing is changing a challenging situation into something that's meaningful for your existence right now. One of my very close friends, her family has had, Three deaths unexpectedly over the last two to three months. It's just been crazy. It really has. I feel so bad for the entire family. Telling her to be positive, or anyone for that matter, who is having a similar experience around the loss of a loved one or any form of, you know, disruption, can be very dismissive of their pain and frustration. I think back about twenty years ago. I lost my dad uh, to cancer. The process for me was fast, furious, and unfair. (laughs) I remember coming home during college break. It was the month of May. And by October, October 29th, to be exact, my dad died. So I really didn't have much time to process his illness at that point. So it's not about finding the positive of that situation. It's about reframing it from a challenging experience to something meaningful for my life right now. Meaningful is making it purposeful. It's making a difference using some of the things I learned from him or the way he lived his life is now the way that I'd like to live my life. My dad, the principles that he taught me to live by and experiences I had with him also helped me and it continues to help me make better decisions and everything from my relationships to my business. And so I've been able to reframe that experience into something meaningful as guidance for my life. What would my dad tell me to do? How would he help me process this thing? Are some of the questions I often ask myself. I'm always amazed as well by mothers or parents or people in general. Who tragically lost a loved one or they've had a really unfortunate experience and then they commit their lives to starting an organization or a movement to make sure that another person never experiences the pain or frustration of what they've been through. So I want to encourage you that while you may not be able to find the positive, that you get to a place where you can find purpose. Another key component of reframing is moving from a fixed mindset to a more growth mindset. So if you didn't achieve a goal you had set earlier this year, or maybe you set that goal five years ago, and it didn't happen for many different reasons, oftentimes I've heard people say, I just feel like it's never going to happen. And one way that I challenge them to move from a fixed mindset to a more growth mindset is I say, well, it hasn't happened yet so the word yet can be a more empowering way to use frustration as fuel to move yourself into action the reality is just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it won't happen it just hasn't happened yet and so my hope for you today is that as you're listening to me and maybe even writing some of these self-reflection questions down that you embrace the art of reframing in one of those three or four ways that I just mentioned. My hope is that you also embrace self-compassion. Stop punishing yourself for your shortcomings, missteps, or your mistakes. Embrace the power of forgiveness for yourself. Because first of all, we are still in a helldemic. Yes, I'm calling it a helldemic, okay? I know it's a pandemic, but it's going on for way too long and I'm over it. (laughs) I know y'all probably said, Kenzie, it's over like four things already. Yes, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over this hell demic. Anyway, listen, nine times out of 10, you will probably extend compassion towards other people. And I need you to find that compassion for yourself as you're reflecting on your past year or your past few years. Okay, relax. Take a chill pill. Be mindful of your yourself talk and how you describe your experiences and make sure that you are being patient with yourself. This is a true journey and, and a discovery of that next best version of yourself. I don't care what your goals are. So let's get into these questions. Oh, by the way, every question that I ask during this episode, I have turned it into a guide for you. So it's a free download so you can answer these questions and take some time to process this information. It may take you A few days and that's okay i'm going to include the link in the show notes anywho speaking of goals what were your goals in 2021 then i want you to ask yourself what habits fears or insecurities got in your way of making progress or achieving your goals you see the very same things you are avoiding are the things that can set you free (laughs) So once you identify those fears and securities or habits that got in your way, I want you to ask yourself, in what ways can I eliminate those barriers to my growth, those internal barriers? Because that's the thing when it comes to these barriers to our goals. It's really not about the goals per se. It's about the growth. It's that process that we want to focus on. And typically when we're thinking about the barriers, it's lack of pride, it's ego, it's self-talk, it's those things that are barriers within you that are stopping you from achieving those things that you desire outside of you. More than likely, those are the barriers to your growth. So if someone were to tell me a lack of support is a barrier to my growth. You may have a desire to feel a sense of belongingness. And so my advice to that person would be, you need to find a community. You need to find your tribe of people who are like-minded, who are striving for some of the similar experiences, or they have some of the same challenges, or they've encountered similar experiences uh, that you are growing through right now so that you can feel that sense of belonging and that you can feel supported through your goals. The next few questions I want you to ask yourself is, what were your lessons in 2021? What were your lessons from failure? What were your lessons from success? What ways can you use those lessons to make a difference? A difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of others. Sometimes simply sharing your story is a way to make a difference. Sharing your stories of lessons learned from this year to the following year is making a difference in the life of another person. Asking or figuring out what activities brought you the most joy. Who brought you joy? (laughs) Sometimes it's not what, but who? Who is bringing the joy? And how could you create more of those moments in 2022? So if you have friends who brought you joy, like I have two of my good, good college friends and we don't see each other near enough. It's the three of us, Olanda, so and it's Tony. Um, and the other day I was texting one of that's one of them. And she said, Hopefully we can see each other more this year. And I'm realizing now and I'm looking at the texture. I ain't girl, I ain't text you back. You know the charger to my heart. Anywho. <laughs> and I said to myself, Yeah, we need to get back to planning even if it's once a quarter just trying to meet up we all live in different states we're grown we got responsibilities and people got kids husbands and parents and everything else and a dog and a cat and they got to take care of okay so it's not easy trying to get together anymore so I had to figure out okay so how can I create more of these moments because these are two people who are near and dear to my heart and they bring me joy so how could I create more of these moments with them Another question you want to ask yourself is What do you want to feel more of this year? What do you want to no longer feel? So it's key for me. One of the feelings that I want to feel is just ease. My therapist put that word in my lap, and I've been stuck on that for two years. Okay. And so once you develop your responses, To those questions, I want you to complete this one sentence, okay? It's a fill in the blank. It's 2021 taught me blank so that I can blank in 2022. I'll repeat it. 2021 taught me blank so that I can blank in 2022. We have to think of this journey as building a brick wall. And I'm stealing this a bit from Oprah and Will Smith. Okay, look, I, I like to share who I'm stealing my things from. Okay, because this you can't level up alone. It takes a whole lot of, you know, support for Candy to get her mind right. But I was listening to Oprah the other day, and she was talking about her experiences reading Will Smith's book. And he talked about that his father made him and his brother build a brick wall. And so as they were building the brick wall in the backyard, they used to complain about the fact that they were never going to be able to get this brick wall done, that it was taking a long time, blah, 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 blah. And so at one point they complained to the father and the father said, it's not about finishing that wall. It's about laying the brick, focus on laying the, the brick. And so that's my message for you focus on the brick 2021 taught me blank so that I can blank in 2022 you're simply building bricks Uh, a few episodes back I talked about one of the best pieces of advice my therapist gave me and that was there is not better than here and so it's so very important that I remind myself at times and that you remind yourself at times that it's not about the wall it's about the brick it's not about there it's about here. What's the lesson, and how can you use that to fuel your actions and to create new possibilities and to create a more meaningful life for yourself? And on top of everything else, sometimes it takes you three to four to ten years to accomplish one goal, and that's okay. Sometimes your goals for for uh, your goals from two thousand nineteen are still your goals for twenty twenty two, and that's okay. We have to get ourselves in the habit of understanding that your goals is just a continuation. It comes down to asking yourself, what do I need to start, stop, and continue? And that's what I've said to myself over the years as goals haven't fit within that 12-month calendar. It's looking at the same old goals I had two years ago or three years ago and saying to myself, okay, what do I need to start, stop, and continue? What's no longer serving me? What do I need to do less of? What do I need to do more of? The other evening, I posed this question to my group members and she deserves more, my career confidence and leadership visibility program. I asked each of them, I said, how would you describe the person you were a year ago versus the person you are right now? Because for me, we get in the habit of measuring ourselves by things that happen in the outside world. But focusing on your internal glow up is another factor to consider while you're reflecting. Learning to celebrate even the shifts and perspectives is something to acknowledge What is it that you no longer believe? What is it that you now believe for yourself? Okay, so when I think about the person I was in 2018, I was making decisions from a place of scarcity, especially financially. A scarcity mentality sees limitations instead of opportunities. I was undercharging. I was undercharging because I believed that if I charged more, The potential client may not hire me and then I wouldn't get another client. So my mentality was that it's better to have any client than no client at all. Lies, I told myself. (laughs) Now I have this crazy unapologetic energy that I am worthy whether I'm working or not. I have this energy around the fact that if it's not going to be you that's going to pay this price, it's going to be someone else. I know the value I bring. I have a track record of not only changing minds, but lives as well. So my internal glow up has come from asking myself one question when I work from the scarcity mindset. Because listen, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I may go back a little bit. I take a few steps back. But then I ask myself, what would the candia three years from now or five years from now do? If there's a hell of a difference I rock with the decision that Candia in the future would make versus Candia in the present would make. (laughs) Another internal glow up for me is I've been very intentional about not beating myself up. And that stems from learning how to have a more effective conversation with myself. And it's taken me years, y'all, for me to handle that inner mean girl. That title came from my therapist. Like, girl, we got to get a handle on her because she was out of control, (laughs) y'all. I used to beat myself up about how long it took me to do things. It took me years to surrender and quiet my mind around what I thought I should be doing based on society's measure of success or look of success. It took me years to lean in to what I was being called to do personally and professionally. And I realize now that my timing doesn't have to look like everyone else's. And that's cool. And let me be clear. Surrender is not about giving up or losing anything. It's simply saying this is what I have. And this is how I'm going to work with what I have for now. (laughs) Ultimately, I want you to understand that the transformation that happens inside is just as important as the transformation that happens on the outside. So now let's talk about your release of new or more refined intentions and desires for the new year. So start with making a list of everything you want to happen in 2022. Okay, just let your mind run free, right? Don't confine yourself. It's so important though that when you make that list, I want you to keep it real with yourself in identifying the source of that desire. Because the thing is, when we start thinking about some of the things that we want to do, some of the things that we want to happen, we have to make sure that those things are not tied to you wanting to gain approval or validation from strangers, your husband, your mother, your mother-in-law, your friends. It's so hard, I know. But you have to be careful that you're not putting out this work because you want to feel worthy or good enough and that you want approval or validation from other people. And you also have to consider when you look at that list, who would you be if you just believed in yourself? Who would you be if you were uninterrupted without the fear of not having enough money or worrying about what people think? What types of decisions would you make? What would you feel more of? So looking at that list, sometimes your brain is gonna start to tell you, you don't have enough money for that or your brain is gonna tell you that people are gonna say, who does she think she is? She's not qualified to do this. So I want you to be clear in reviewing that list and describing the types of decisions you would need to make. What would you need to feel more of? And I wanna challenge you once you have a clear picture of that or clear words about that process. I wanna challenge you now to create a one sentence vision for this season of your life. Focus on the vision that you have for this season of your life because the reality is next year, your vision may look a little different and it's okay. Consider some questions for your one sentence vision. And and I'm gonna challenge you too, to write this one sentence vision on an index card so you can take it with you wherever you go. You can keep it by your bedside if you need to, like me. I have my one-sentence vision next to my bed along with my five Ys on the back of that one-sentence vision card. But I want you to consider these questions. You can consider one question or two questions when you are thinking about this, this one-sentence vision or when you're crafting this one-sentence vision. One, ask yourself, what do you want to be known for? What's the feeling you want to be known for? If you've ever attended a funeral and there's a point when they get to reflections and you'll realize that the reflections are less about what the person has achieved or accomplished and more about how they made people feel. And so in addition to what you want to be known for, it's so important to identify the feeling that you want to be known for and be very intentional about creating that experience as well. Another question to consider for your one sentence vision is who would you like to help and why? What conversations do you want to change and why? So for me, when I think about my one sentence vision for this season of my life, It's helping mid-career women unlearn the thoughts, habits, and beliefs that are no longer serving them so they can lead more confident, productive, and fulfilling lives. I'm doing this work through my podcast, workshops, and coaching program. I know I am the one to do this work because I know what it feels like to have done everything that I was told to do by my parents, by society, blah, blah, blah. And here I am, or here I was, in my mid thirties, feeling unfulfilled, feeling like I don't belong, feeling a sense of shame around not knowing what I want to do in my life when I have a gazillion dollars of student loans and a mortgage and a car note and all the things. And now I'm talking about it's time for a change. (laughs) But anywho, for me, that one sentence vision along with why I'm the one to do this work and how I'm going to do this work becomes the intention and structure that I need every single day. And so that one sentence vision can help you through those moments when you wake up in the morning and your brain says, what are you doing? And why are you doing this again? Are you sure you're cut out for this work? What makes you think you're cut out for this work? So then you can go back to that one sentence vision and remind yourself of who you are, what you're made of, and your purpose for being here. And let me be clear, your purpose is in the pursuit of that one sentence vision. That's your purpose. Your purpose is not an outcome. Your purpose is found in the pursuit. And so once you have that one sentence vision, it's about looking at it weekly, every other day, or just as many times as you need it and making sure you now have a structure for how you are going to live by that vision every single day. So you want to ask yourself, what are the tasks that will support that vision every single day? Even if you don't know what that is going to look like all throughout the year, you probably know that week. What are the things that I can do every single day that's going to support that vision? What are the beliefs that's going to support that vision? Because the reality is, You can have a vision, but if you have thoughts and beliefs that are out of alignment with that vision, you have to work to reframe them. What you tell yourself every single day determines your success. You also have to be clear about the schedule that's going to support that vision. Your schedule includes your daily routine. What are the boundaries that you need to have in place to get your work done? Do you need to have a talk with your significant other, your children, have a talk with your friends about your availability? What are the resources that you need to invest in that's going to support your vision? Who are the people that's going to help you support that vision? Is the financial place that you're in right now, is it enough to satisfy your vision? that you have for your personal and or your professional life. If not, what are the finances that will support that vision? It's important to lay that all out because I know for me, once I became clear about my vision and then I became clear on some of the resources and the impact that I wanted to have for a certain group of people, I realized that I couldn't go back and charge willy nilly low prices. That I had to increase my rates, that I had do a more effective job at maybe adapting my value statements. So it's really important that you have an understanding around the resources, the people, and the schedule that's going to help you turn that one-sentence vision into reality. So that's it for reflecting reframing and releasing today party people if any parts of this episode touched your heart drop me a comment on apple itunes and let me know how this episode resonated with you you can also hit me up on the dms i love to play on instagram at candia johnson okay you got this talk soon